All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host uh, with about half his voice and commission, the Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski, fresh off a uh, week eight win against my uh, week nine podcast co-host, Shane Stein from Take Your Ball and Go Home. <sighs> Great to be here, Matt. Um, oh, how the, the mighty have fallen here. <laughs> The uh, last few weeks of Soffle um, look like uh, myself, Mr. Sure, running away with things, and now all of a sudden there's some some chinks in the armor. Take your ball and go home. Looks like a more like a middle of the pack kind of squad at, at that at best. Um, park's still good, but little little reeling here after another loss for them. So, um, but excited to be here. Looking to. Try to get back on track here against another tough team. I got the curtain this week, so uh, not looking good here after early knockdown. But we'll see what we can do. Yeah, another tough matchup for you this week. So um, definitely going to be interesting, and we'll be talking about that game probably towards the end of the podcast. Um, Phil will be joining us just a little late, so I want to save uh, some trade discussions for when he gets on with us. So we're going to jump right into trivia. You called me in to do the trivia question this week. And this is an interesting one. Um, quarterback play across the league, pretty poor, I would say. Um, part of that, I believe, is due to this stat. There have been 13 quarterbacks drafted in 2022 or 2023 that have started an NFL game. Two of them are playing tonight, Kenny Pickett and Will Levis. I'm looking for the other 11 quarterbacks drafted in the last two years that have started an NFL game. 13 total, Levis and Pickett are two of them. All the quarterbacks that have started a game in the past two years, that were drafted in the past two years, that started a game this year. Or, Or last year. Or last year. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, first name that came to mind is Desmond Ritter. Your boy. Our boy. And, uh, yeah, he's not even close to being the worst quarterback on this list. God, you are really good, just good podcasting, good hosting there, not having Phil on for this question. I, there's... Zero chance he gets this any of these right. You would have had to leave all the all the first <laughs> rounders for him. Oh man! Um, well, my next guy that I'm thinking of is Sam Howell. Yep, Sam Howell is on this list. Oh, Pickett and Levis are gone. Ritter and Howell. All right, let me go through the list here. Game. I'd say four of these are very difficult. <laughs> so, Bryce Young. Bryce Young is correct. CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, also correct. These are guys that are definitely first rounders. So, I got six. I need seven more. I have a name in mind here, but I'm going to save that one. 
I'm not positive on him. Um, so I guess the Bears guy, he wasn't drafted though, was he? You say he had to be drafted? Yes, drafted. The Bears guy, I think he was undrafted, wasn't he? That's correct. Reason for yeah. every question. Yeah. So almost got me there. Let's see here. Definitely would a trip fill up on that one. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, um, my one of my guys from earlier, Anthony Richardson. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, there's still two more from this year's draft class. Two more from this year's draft class. Yeah, how about it? Trying to think here. thinking of I'm pretty sure he was drafted last year and played Bailey Zappi Bailey Zappi is on this list nice job he was one of the four difficult ones I felt like yeah I I figured he would be in there I I wasn't sure if this was his third year or not I I thought it was last year oh man now it starts to get tough I got what Four, I got eight. There's five left. Correct. You said there's still two that were drafted this year, you said? Yep, and one of them starting this week again. So, I'm thinking the Vikings guy, I can't remember. He's got I can't remember him starting a game before the, this he, week, though. He, that's correct. He did not. So, he's not on this list. Okay. There are two quarterbacks that will probably join this group this week, Jaron Hall and Clayton Toon. Yeah. I say I couldn't think of two and start one either. So. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sean Clifford for Green Bay before the year's over. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, let's get back on here. I'm trying to think. One of these players was an MVP candidate a couple weeks ago. <laughs> MVP candidate a couple weeks ago. What am I missing here? What am I missing? MVP candidate a couple weeks ago. So I guess he finished second well, in rookie of the year voting last year. Um, so I guess Malik Willis was a rookie last year, right? Malik Willis is on this list, not the MVP candidate, but no, is on this list. Mm, okay, so two from last year, two from this year. Man, this is this is tough. 
You ready for was, some help? I, I'm, let me, give me like one, 30 more seconds You're here. Good. Yeah. Go through the teams. Guess who's the you said he finished second rookie of the year last year? Yes. Jason, I can't think. <clears throat> I'm missing I feel like I'm missing an easy one. Uh, You're gonna be upset when you hear the name, but it's harder than you think. The only name that's coming to mind, I can't I don't even remember when he was drafted, but I think that one. Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell is on this list. He was drafted this year. Okay. So he's one of the two that I said were drafted this year. What about... uh, When was the guy for Houston's quarterback last year? Uh, Davis Davis Mills. Mills. No, he was a 21 draftee. All right. Damn it. All right. Give it to me. All right, so the one that you're going to kick yourself about is Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Um, another player probably uh, didn't even make headlines that he started a game, but Dorian Thompson Robinson. Mm, UCLA guy. Yep, started a game for Cleveland earlier this year. And then... I know you think Desmond Ritter's the worst player in football now, but last year you told me the worst player in football was Skylar Thompson. <laughs> so Yeah, to the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson's also on this yeah, list. I would, I would not have got that one, that's for sure. There I would are, definitely not got the last two. Yeah, there's only two quarterbacks drafted in 2022 that haven't started a game yet. <laughs> um, Matt, Matt Corral. Okay. And Chris Oladuka. No idea who that is. He was drafted by the Steelers, <laughs> but I don't think he made the team. Okay. And then we got a few. There's still eight from 2023, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we see three or four of them here. Yeah. Um, but quarterback play across the league, poor. Yeah. Poor to very poor. Yeah, we, we've been touching on it. I was talking to a buddy at work the other day about it. <coughs> other other than Mahomes, who also hasn't been great, I mean, I'm not sure that anyone's great. <laughs> we, we, we talked about it a little bit, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Like, I'm, not, I'm not sure that anyone in the league right now, I just miss, and I was just talking about how I miss like watching Peyton Manning play quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Miss watch obviously Tom Brady. I, I miss watching Peyton Manning like run an offense, like just being cerebral about the sport. <laughs> it seems like it's it's not there anymore. I don't know. Yep, I. Uh, I mean, there's no there's no league that Kirk Cousins should be like, uh, no doubt top eight quarterback. Yeah, and it's not even close right now. Um. Yeah, I mean, even a guy like Rodgers, you'd just like to see him out there. Um, yeah, it, it makes you – I mean, you, you listen to Tom Brady, like, last year talking about why he didn't want to retire. It's like – because, like, it's no wonder he didn't want to retire because, like, he's still in a league where he knows there's only, like, two or three quarterbacks that he has to beat in order to win the Super Bowl. Like, yep. if you're going to win – like, like who are those quarterbacks that you only, you only had to beat Mahomes? Like, right, right. 
and when he's in the NFC, like, who the hell did he have to beat? Like, there's just not a whole lot of competition there. You have to beat the Eagles. You don't have to beat Hurts. You have yeah, to beat the yeah. Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Eddie told me about four years ago that he was going to buy a ton of Daniel Jones rookie cards because all these quarterbacks were going to be retiring and there was going to, someone was going to have to step up and take the mantle and Jones was cheap and, and that market at the time. And I didn't really believe him, but he was right. He just picked the wrong guy. Um, yeah. So. Um, all right. Let's, I don't know when Phil's going to join. So let's start talking about trades. So we had three trades happen before the, Deadline. We did. Um, we'll start off with the first one. It was, and I don't have the money in front of me, so we'll just talk about the players. Um, Mark Andrews goes from the flock to the curtain. Obviously a big addition for uh, the curtain, solving the tight end puzzle. Yeah, this was a no-brainer. It was $13 I'd sent over to the flock. Um this was a no-brainer. I think we all saw this one coming. Um, Wallers was not cutting it. Um, tight end was was one of the pretty much the weak spot for the curtain. Um, kind of it's interesting. I, I thought about going and getting Waller. Um, Andrews or Waller? Or, I'm sorry, I thought about going and getting Andrews. Right. Yeah. Um, just based on the fact that I mean, we we walked into a kind of a weird situation in, in, in our league this year where really not a lot of selling teams. I mean, only two teams sold, right? Right. So, I mean, you only had the flock and renegades that were selling off pieces. Um, and <laughs> if they're the only ones that are going to be selling, you might as well get something, something from them. And I had Laporta on a buy this week. I was playing Eddie. I knew he needed a tight end. I was like, I figured he was going to go get Andrews. I just ran out of time. wasn't, just didn't have the time to, to, to even get an offer in. Um, but, I mean, good move by the curtain. Obviously, you can't run Waller out there um, from what we've seen here in the first early going of the year. Um, don't really want a piece of that Giants passing offense at this point. So, <coughs> gets Andrews, which is a steadfast top three, four tight end. And with some other moves I think that we're going to talk about here, turns his team into – Arguably, arguably the best team in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely a good deadline for Ed. We'll we'll jump to his next trade here. Um, Garrett Wilson and twenty two dollars for Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, this is the one that I think um, kind of puts him over the top. I think uh, I'm surprised to see the curtain on this side. Uh, of the deal with the Renegades, and I, I'm 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 double checking the the trade right now to make sure it doesn't say Desert Dogs instead of of Steel Curtain, because uh, I feel like there was some fleecing going on here. Um, Ed, in my opinion, gets the way better side of this trade. Um, yeah, I I'm not sold on Garrett Wilson in that offense. I think he's a great player. Um, quarterback questions obviously limit him this year. Um, will Rogers ever play football again? Also got to be in the back of your mind for Garrett Wilson. Um, and also I think just Saquon Barkley is just a better player um, and a better keeper. Right. 
So I think he gets the better player, better keeper, and he gets Mike Evans on top of it. Um, obviously sends the cash. Um, but I think this is this is just a really good move for the curtain here. Um, solidifies them. This is the one that kind of puts them. And they needed to make a move. I mean, someone someone needed to make a move. They're the ones that, that were the benefactors here. They were the, they were the aggressor. Um, obviously, we're all chasing the park. I think we all still believe the park is a really good team. And I think Ed might have uh, might have caught him here with the with these deals. Yeah, um, I don't want to sit here and act like there's not risk in the two players that Eddie traded for, though. Um, yeah, you know, Barkley will probably get hurt again this year. Um, I'm not going to sit here and expect him to play every week the rest of the way out. Um, and Mike Evans, we saw a three for 39 performance last Thursday. Now one of those was a touchdown, which is nice. Um, and that's what Mike Evans does for you. But um, there's risk there, but it definitely improved his team. Garrett Wilson's $6 next year. So if Rodgers does come back and play this year and you're kind of convinced that he's going to be healthy next year, maybe Garrett Wilson's a good keeper. But I'm also not convinced that the Jets have anyone that knows how to run an offense. Um in terms of play calling. So we'll see how that shakes out. I think it's it's tough to to give up on Barkley as a keeper, even if he's twenty five or whatever dollars he was next year. So but I get it for both sides and definitely makes Ed better, but now that you've kinda unloaded the tank, if one of these players were to get hurt, it obviously um hurts him. So Yeah, I mean Definitely some risk. I mean, Barkley, the man had 36 carries last week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I don't care how bad the Giants' offense is. If someone's getting 36 carries, um, you slot them right into that RB1 spot. Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously not on his team, but um, you're sliding the guy that got 36 carries into your RB2 spot. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a pretty nice luxury to have, obviously. We, we all expect the injury at some point for him. I mean, it's just a common, common place for him pretty much every year of his career. Will it happen this year? I mean, who knows? Right. Um, and maybe he will stay healthy because he already had an injury. So, um, last trade, Park gets a little better. This trade was weird. Um, you look at the names and definitely not uh sexy by any means in terms of what the park gets from the flock. He trades DK Metcalf, Nick Chubb, and I think it was fifteen dollars for Alexander Madison, Dalton Kincaid, and Joe Burrow. Now you might say, why does the best team in the league need those players? Burrow's an upgrade over golf. Um Madison fills what's been a hole, at least a short-term hole, for the park in terms of an RB2 because ETN's on by, Kyron Williams is hurt, and there's really no timeline for him to come back. So he didn't really have another running back to play this week. Um, and I'm guessing Hawkinson probably has a bye coming up. Uh, by in week 13, so 
sure, kind of just getting ahead of that one with adding a tight end who's been really good lately. So, um, good trade. Metcalf and Chubb, obviously the names that everyone knows in this deal, the big names. But the park got better. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Chubb and Metcalf weren't really serving a purpose on this team. Um, Did I lose you? All right, some technical difficulties there. We're back. Shane was just explaining that Chubb, obviously, and Metcalf were not serving a purpose on Sure's team this year. Yeah, I mean, he didn't need him. I mean, Chubb's obviously out for the year. Um, not sure that he's ever going to really be a fancy relevant player again um, after that injury. So Metcalf, kind of a just a luxury piece um, and honestly hasn't been that great yet this year. Um, really sure that sure just didn't have a really a place for him. Um, I, I, I like the upgrade to Burrow, um, Bengals and Burrow doing kind of what they've done the last few years. Come out of the gates just really awful. Gotta like uh, Burrow rest of the way. Him and Chase heating up. Um, we've seen it before and. and He's been good down the stretch the last couple of years. So um, the Kincaid deal, I, I, having him in there, I, I kind of like that as well. Um, the Madison one, I'm not sure. But the Kincaid, I I think that's a I – mean, he has Hawkinson, but Kincaid's been good. And I think we expected, at least a lot of people did at the beginning of the year, Kincaid to be a pretty relevant fantasy tight end. Um, it started out really slow. You beat up on Nevermore for it early in the year. Um but he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks, and I think he's kind of found his place in uh, in that offense. I think Kincaid can be a bye week fill in, and, and obviously a, a nice insurance policy for uh, for Hawkinson. So uh, I thought he got a little got a little better, um, and he was already the best team. Got a little better, and yeah, didn't have to give up a lot to do it either. And part of the Kincaid beatdown was that he had Cook <laughs> and Diggs. Wasn't Correct. so much against Kincaid. It's just that's a lot of. Uh, it's almost like the Clippers trying to play basketball with one basketball, and you have Westbrook, <laughs> Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden all on the floor together. Um, so yeah, uh, sure, definitely gets better. So, what are you laughing about? It's just like, it always makes me wonder. I like, got those teams. It- I'm not a big basketball X's and O's guys, and I'm guessing I know the answer to the question already. But like, wouldn't it just be like really smart to like run like a two sets of five where you have two of them on the court at the same time, and then <laughs> and then when you take them off, you replace them with those two, so you always have two superstars on the court. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't take that well, but <laughs> it might solve some of your load management issues with guys like Kawhi and Paul George if you didn't have to play them for 40 minutes a night. So yeah, but who yeah. are we? We're just baseball players. So. <laughs> Um, the only thing about that deal, and I haven't really talked to Jason about it, I'd be curious 
if Jason feels like he got a potential keeper in Nick Chubb. Um, he's still not expensive, but like you said, I don't know that he plays again. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I, I would expect him to at least try to play again. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be next year. Um, I don't think so. Hard to believe that he'll be able to play next year. Um, so, you miss the entire basically two seasons of football. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason's one of our. Jason's one of our faithful listeners, so he'll, he will definitely text me and let me know what his plans are. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into our week nine matchups. So we'll start off with. We're just going to go in order in these games Renegades, Desert Dogs. Uh, dogs right now, 22-point favorites over the Renegades. Both of us have a wide receiver going tonight. I have DeAndre Hopkins, who's got 7.1 as we approach halftime. He's got Deontay Johnson, who has 6, who has 6.6 approaching halftime. Um, on the Renegades side, we got Dak Prescott, Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Deontay Johnson, Garrett Wilson, Hunter Henry, Drake London, and Zay Flowers. On the dogs, Mahomes, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, Taysom Hill, CeeDee Lamb, and Josh Jacobs. Um, Start off with Dak. He's at Philly this week. Um, Just the home crowd will be going nuts. None of these teams can lose at home in that play in Philadelphia unless it's the last two games that you need to make the World Series and you only need to win one of them, um, then you can't win at all. But Dax in Philly this week, he made some comments about, uh, you know, Jerry Jones saying, I want to poke the bear. And Dax said, just pour honey all over me. I love it. Coming off a huge game against the Rams. I'm going to say Dax stinks this week. I don't know. I, I'm willing to bet you're on the same page as me. Uh, I am on the same page with you. I think this could be an eagle beat down. Um, I could see that happening for sure. Um, I, I'm i not sure why Dak would say that. Um, not sure what part of him <laughs> has led him to believe that he's that guy. Um, not that guy. No, I'm not, uh, yeah, not that guy. Not yet. He's not there yet. <laughs> um, I... Yeah, not that he's a bad quarterback, but every time I watch him play, I'm just like, this guy is middle of the road. Um, I just would like to know what what high-profile game against a top 10 NFL team has he played well? Yeah. And it certainly hasn't been against the Niners the last two times he played them. Um, I don't know. I feel the same way as you. As the CD Lamb owner, I find it frustrating to watch him play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he'll show. I, I feel like he's a classic. Like, you get him against one of the the weaker teams in the league at home, and he'll put up a three fifty and four tutter game, and you're like, oh wow, maybe this guy is really good. But you get him up against anyone that's in like the <coughs> upper echelon, top half of the league, and you, you're just not. 
you're not getting a, a worthwhile player. I don't know. Not that guy, pal. Not that guy. Um, all right. On my squad, I saw that I beat you on this waiver bid. Taysom Hill. Yep. Great week to get him, I feel like. Kicking myself. Um, thought I was going to sneak one in there. Having a hard time picking up any tight end. I lost another one today where I didn't think I was going to have to put any money out. Phil put a bid in for the guy I was trying to get today. So I'll wait another day, I guess, in our league. Um, don't get me started on that. But I hope Sunday <laughs> comes and you have to put in 19 yeah, tight end so. cards. I, I know. It's going to come down to Sunday again because someone will pick one tomorrow and I don't have to pick up every tight end in the league and take a half hour to put transactions in. Um, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, you snuck one in there. I, I should have went more. I needed a tight end. Um, I thought it was, I thought this was a really good pickup. Um, especially, I mean, nine carries, 63 yards, and two tutters. Clearly shows they want to get him a little more involved in the offense. Um, so I, I thought as good as a as good as a pickup for a tight end spot as you're going to find um, for this week for sure. I like my odds of getting one touchdown this week out of either Hill or Kamara against the Bears. So <laughs> that was that was the main reason I wanted to go get him. There were maybe better options. That that McBride dude's been pretty good for Arizona. Um, Tough matchup this week against Cleveland for him, not especially if Clayton Toon's playing quarterback. But yeah, um, you know it was and Injoku, <laughs> the guy from the Titans, they were all kind of in play. I thought this week, but having uh, the other running back on the Saints, I think Taysom Hill should still. I think he should just be eliminated from fantasy football. Yeah, it's just it's. it's... Yeah, just one of those things. I mean, what what are, what are they supposed to do? I mean, he's he's not a tight end. <laughs> no, but he's not a quarterback either. But he's not a quarterback. He's probably a he's running back. He's a fullback. He's a fullback. <laughs> yeah. You should have to play him at running back. Yeah, I mean, he's not – I mean, you should probably just, like, make it, like, where he's just flex. Like, he yeah. has to play in him. Like, maybe they could do that, where he just has to be a flex player. Um, just kind of just one of those loopholes that there's not much any, not much you could do. Um I mean, and there's been, I don't even know how many weeks this year where he's been a non-factor in the game. I mean, there's been, I'm looking at now, four games where he's had less than 2.7 points. So, I mean, four of the games he's been awful. The other four he's been serviceable. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, maybe I'll write to ESPN and tell them that they they need to make a a flex-only position. ESPN can't do it. I know that. There's other websites that probably can. And the reason I know that is because they only give me certain days that I can set our trade deadline. So everyone got a notification yesterday saying the trade deadline was a week away. And I got three or four messages from people asking, when's the trade deadline? I thought it was this week. And I had to let them know that I have a drop-down list of like every Thursday at noon that I can pick for the trade deadline. I can't even just pull up a calendar and click on a day and pick a time. So um, it's twenty twenty three. I know, I know. <laughs> Ever since and there's and there's millions and millions and millions of dollars invested in, in yeah. fantasy football. Ever <laughs> since Matthew Barry went to NBC, it just hasn't been the same. <laughs> hasn't been the same. Yeah. 
Can't figure it out. Um, I'm going to take myself to win this one this week. Yeah. Um, not much needs to be said here. i got to be licking your chops, Patty Mahomes, in Germany, right? Against the Dolphins? Correct. Frankfurt. I like, I like, some, I like some fireworks there, obviously. Um, your team. <coughs> I'm... Uh, the only thing that scares me about Mahomes is you have no idea what that playing surface is going to look like. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to show up on uh, like the London, the early London games where things were ugly? And... Where was the game last year? They played a game I feel like that wasn't. In, maybe it was at a different stadium in London, but there was a game last year that it was like the first football game that had ever been played on it, and the, it was just awful. I can't remember. I know what you're talking. I remember. I remember the the surface being terrible. Yeah. Um, seems like they figured it out a little bit. I've watched a couple of the London games. It seems like the surfaces they've been playing on have been yes much better. Yes, this I year. agree. I agree. But we can't. I I can't also keep up with what surfaces players want to play on. Put them on <laughs> turf, they're not happy. Put them on grass, eh? Not happy. I was told RG3 oh, so yeah. hurt his knee because of a grass field. And then I'm told that players get hurt because of turf fields. So, Whatever maybe, the TikTok trend is that yeah, week, buddy, that's maybe, what it sounds like. Maybe they want to play beach flag football. I think that's, I think that's where we're <laughs> at with this. Yeah, seven on seven, that's what it's turning into. Yeah, but you're taking the dogs as well. I'm taking the dogs here. No reason not to. No, no reason not to here. All right. Battle of three. I, I, although I will say, I will say, I find it hard to believe that Kamara and Lamb will have a big week together this week. You, um, you I just don't see that one. Yeah, I, I don't see that that's possible. Um, no way that happens two weeks in a row, right? Those guys can't do that. I wish I could have told you. <laughs> I wish I could have told you that Patrick Mahomes wouldn't score four points against you last week, and you'd lose by thirty. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw a tutter, turns the ball over three times, I believe, and you still win by 30. I'm like, that game's never going to happen again. So Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the stuff we should be putting bets on, not the other garbage <laughs> that we bet on. That's an NFL, that's an NBA unders bet right there. Yeah, yeah right. Jesus. Um, all right, battle of three and fives. Flock against the not-so-bad dogs. Um, teams coming together a little bit. Had a couple nice weeks here. Um, the bad dogs are favored by about 12 points in this one. Flock's running out. Sam Howell, dear God. Kenneth Walker, Gus Edwards, T. Higgins, Josh Downs. Um, a Conquo from Tennessee. I'm not going to try his first name. Devin Singletary and DK Metcalf. Bad dogs running out. Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Devonta Smith, Jordan Addison, Kyle Pitts, Terry McLaurin, and Daryl Henderson Jr. Um, Damian Pierce, one of my favorite players from last year, can't find a spot over Daryl Henderson. Man, what a time to be alive. Uh, let's and go. I think he's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he is, unfortunately. That, that's weird. There's one Texans running back starting in this matchup, 
and it's Devin Singletary. It's not Damian Pierce. So just weird times. Um, saw a stat that the number one player owned on t- fantasy football teams that have not won a game this year, 13% of teams that are 0-8 roster T. Higgins. What a letdown that guy's been. Yeah, it's been awful. Um, he had the big week, week two, and every other week has been just pathetic. And you're a big um, T. For, we're both big T. Higgins guys. I, man, he's been the guy's been really good for the last three years. Um, been a really good player. Um, been a touchdown guy. Been been just everything. Been a great compliment to to Jamar Chase in that offense. Um, little bit of a pick me up last week against Sam Fran in that week secondary. Um, five for sixty nine. So maybe getting going here in the in the right direction, but. It's, it's been ugly, and if you watch the games, he hasn't really been even looked at a whole lot. No, Boyd, <laughs> Boyd doubt targeting him, I want to say. Yeah, uh, which is just, just weird to me. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'd like to believe it's going to get better. I'd like to believe it's going to get better. Um, it should. Some of the issues have to be burrow at the beginning of the year. Um, now that Burrow's back and healthy, it's got to get better. I agree. Um, all right, over on the bad dog side. God, we could talk about Jordan Addison again if we wanted to, but let's talk about Rashad White. We have not talked about him yet this year, I believe. You'll let me know if I'm wrong. Um, we have not. <laughs> so this guy has only scored one touchdown so far this year. Um RB25 in the season. I don't know that he was um, highly touted coming into this year. Uh, I think everyone liked what they saw from him when he played last year. But obviously a little different scenario when you have Baker Mayfield, a quarterback other than Tom Brady. Um, The usage has been there for the most part. I mean, even the game's... There's one, been one game against Detroit that he only had 10 touches. But even last week, he only had nine carries, but he had seven catches for 70 yards. So he's involved in the passing game. Um, Double-digit carries in five out of seven starts this week. So he's just – he might just be an average player. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Rashad White? Yeah, we, we haven't talked about him. Um, it's funny. I was, I was hoping we kind of would get a chance to talk about him. I think it was last week um, – you stepped away to go do something when we had, when we had to, when we had to cut. Um, I was talking to Phil about, we were talking briefly about him and how he's, he's been pretty good. Um, just hasn't gotten in the end zone. Um, been pretty good as far as like, he's getting enough work. Um, you gotta like the fact that he's, he's getting the carries every week and he's getting four or five looks in the passing game every week, which is, I mean, what you really want. I mean, he, he, Couple in the end zone, and he's right there, probably at the the bottom of the wide uh, running back one, top of the RB two list. Um, just hasn't been able to get in the end zone. So I mean, I, I kind of like where this is headed. I mean, in a they just there's a lot of carries there. The yard, the yardage hasn't been there. Um, haven't really been effective, but I mean, certainly getting enough looks to warrant um, 
averaging the lineup. I'd love to have a guy like that in my RP2 slot. <laughs> yeah, and there's no one else, I don't believe, really no threat- threatening him for carries. Um, there was a time when Sher thought Kishon Vaughn was going to be a good player. I, he's not. Um, <laughs> so, um, White, White's the Come guy. Um, all right, who do you got to win this one? Should be a good one. Um, should should be pretty relatively competitive. I even with selling off the flock, still uh, still have a decent lineup here. Um, and you're you're laughing at Sam Howell. He's he's QB nine on the year. Um, Ed's played him a couple times and, and had some success. I feel like, or at least once. Um, he's had a couple nice weeks. 38, 39 points last week. Um, three other games over 24 so there, there's some some potential there um with that being said i think jalen hurts and Devonte smith team up for a very nice week this week talk to mick uh sent him just a half-ass trade offer just because i kind of had to at least ask about hurts last night um said he was going for it I said, I, I don't blame you. I think your team's really good. Yeah. And I think I think they uh, are going to get it done this week because of Hurts and Smith. Yeah, I think they just have a little better, um, some better players on their side. And obviously, the flock running out the tight end for the Titans that doesn't have a point yet, that doesn't help. Um, main reason I was laughing about Sam Howell. So, he was on pace to break... Um, David Carr's sack record <laughs> through seven weeks. He had been sacked like over 40 times in the first seven weeks. They played the Eagles last week and he didn't get sacked one time. <laughs> and I just like, uh, every week I watch football, I watch football for about four hours on Thursday nights and about 10 hours on Sundays. Like, I, I usually don't leave whatever room I'm in the entire day on Sunday. And every week I feel like I know less and less about football. Because <laughs> I would have thought, oh, this guy's been sacked seven times a week. He's probably going to get sacked 15 times with the Eagles. And they keep his jersey clean. It's, so. it's like they're just screwing with you sometimes. Yeah, it, it makes no it, sense. It really, it really feels like that. It makes no sense. <laughs> no sense at all. Um, <laughs> and the best part about it, I told you I'm in that father-son league, and my dad's um, co-managing a team with my nephew, Julian, and a guy that hasn't made any waiver moves all all year in that league made a bunch of moves last week before he played my dad, and one of them was to pick up Sam Howell as his quarterback. So, put up like 31, 31 points against Papa Kaz in that league. Um, and that's just for anyone that... I'm sure he liked that. Yeah, everyone in our league gets that and why that's funny. So, um, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go over to next game. Seawolves, Bull Weevils, two other fringe teams, three and five Wolves against four and four Weevils. Again, both deciding to go for it. And both, I think it makes sense. Um, Phil's team 
He put the email out last week. Too good to sell. Uh, can't sell. And I, th- I think for, I'll speak for the rest of the league that we're all very happy that he didn't because we didn't need to see Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, and A.J. Brown on your team, Shane. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> I sent him a last-ditch message last night, and those are the exact three players that I were going after. <laughs> yep, yep. And he, he got that's pretty much tells you everything you need to know about how Phil feels about his team. He thinks he can win again, and he's, he's not wrong. Um, I mean... I don't know that it's a team that anyone really wants to play down the stretch with, with the guys that are at the top of that lineup. Um, Allen, Eckler, Henry, Brown as your top four. Um, that's scary. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I, I figured if I could get those guys, I mean, this is – and I can't win the championship with the roster I would have had. <laughs> then I don't, I don't belong in the league. Um, Try to make an effort, effort offered them. A pretty, I thought a pretty decent offer, but turned it down and – Wolves are going to try to go back to back here. Yep. Uh, Weevils, good team, four and four record, had some tough losses. There's a case to be made for them selling, but they're probably too good. It's hard to throw the talent at four and four when you're in the playoffs, I think, right now. So. Yeah, they're a four and four team, and they're, they're pretty good. I just, I see the. <laughs> The way you stack up against the rest of the league, don't get me wrong, both teams good, but you stack it up against some of the, the other top teams, and I, I think they're a notch below. Um, but like you said, four and four, I mean, it's hard to just give up on your team at that point. And right. then also, then they're not being anyone to buy from. So it was it's a weird spot this year where we have ten teams going for it pretty much. Yep. We usually only get six, seven, eight. He did have an offer out to uh, Rankin. I don't know what the offer was. It sounded like it was a good one, but he ended up making uh, the other deals instead. So uh, it wasn't for lack of trying. Seawolves have one player playing tonight. We all know who that is. King Henry, 11.9 points here at halftime. Uh, Seawolves, Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, King Henry, Chris Olave, A.J. Brown, David Njoku, Jerome Ford, and Tyler Boyd trying his luck at a different AFC North third wide receiver. Um, Bull Weevils, Derek Carr, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddle, Nico Collins, Cole Komet, Christian Watson, and Rashid Shahid. Um, let's talk about Tyler Boyd. We briefly bought him up when we were talking about T. Higgins. Last week, only had three targets, caught all three of them, though, one of them for a touchdown. The five weeks before that, Eight targets, nine targets, and three seven-target games. So, I mean, I think you like 38 targets in five weeks. That's pretty good stuff from uh, Flex 2. Gets Buffalo this week in what will be a very weird game to watch with Buffalo and Cincinnati playing a night game, night primetime game. I feel very uncomfortable about the fact that the NFL is doing this, but uh, maybe that's just me. Um, but Tyler Boyd, what are you expecting from him? And what should be, I think, a pretty good offensive game on Sunday night? Seemed like they could have slaughtered that one into a one o'clock, huh? Yeah, yeah. It just like it feels Could have slaughtered that one o'clock. Let's not put God. They but leave it to the NFL to just push the envelope. Just cloud yeah. chasing, man. It's so it's so bad. 
It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Phil snuck him into the lineup last week, Boyd, and uh, cashed in on that tutter. Um, oh, he's going to roll the dice okay. again here. Yeah, he's going to roll the dice again here this week. And, and like we, we were just talking about, I mean, it looks like Boyd is probably <coughs> the number two receiver in that offense right now. Probably not even arguable. I mean, he is the number two guy at this point until we see otherwise. Um, and we've seen Phil can do worse in that spot. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot out there at this point of the season on the wire. So I, I don't know that you have a whole lot of better options. Um, can't be too high on boy, but I, I think there's, like you said, with the targets, there's, there's a nice floor there of getting six, seven, eight points somewhere in that range. Yeah. Elijah Moore and Michael Gallup still on this roster for some reason too. So, um, as well as Demian, there was Harris. a time when Mike. There was a time when Michael Gallup was a darling, man. Yeah, yeah. When it was just him and Amari Cooper there, just him and Amari Cooper, they were that was a big deal there. Um, I like Boyd to have a decent game this week. I'm going to say about five five catches, um, probably fifty to sixty yards, and just again comes down to that touchdown as it always does. Um. All right, on the Bull Weevil side, let's talk about Derek Carr. We talked about the other quarterback for the Saints in that game, Taysom Hill. Uh, Carr's been getting better in the last couple of weeks. Had that really bad game against Tampa Bay. And then the last four games, he's been over 18 points in all of them, which, you know, not great, but I don't know what else you can ask for from Derek Carr. Gets a great matchup this week against Chicago even though they traded a second-round pick for Montez Sweat this week. I just don't, I don't understand the Bears. Um, but I got to think Carr can have a decent game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, over 300 yards the last three weeks. Um, so clearly they've figured something out um, and, and things have, have improved. And I'm not sure how much of that means. I mean, he switches teams comes to a new place and how long that takes to get acclimated. Um, clearly the first four weeks were, were not great. Um, but the last four have been, have been serviceable and pretty good. And, and we've seen stretches where their car has been a serviceable fantasy quarterback and, and, and a good quarterback in the NFL. We've seen stretches. Um, it's, it's all about the consistency with him. You, you know, there's clunkers going to be thrown in there somewhere. Um, but seems like things have clicked here the last month. Um, got some weapons. Got Alave. Got Kamara. Um, Milk Carton. Yeah. So there's a little something there. I, I would expect. I would expect Carr to have a nice week this week. I'm obviously just like you out on the Bears. Anything. Anything related to the Bears. Um, there should be room for some some points here. Yeah, the projection's a little light, 16.8. I'm thinking you got to expect over 20 um, or hope for over 20 in this matchup. That would be something to be happy about. Um, who do you have winning this one? Seawolves, 17-point favorites with a good start from Derrick Henry. Yeah, got to like when your, your Thursday nighters get in the end zone early. Um, makes these matchups a little always seem a little easier for us to go with the, the guy that has the nice Thursday night game. But I, I once again, I, I, I think 
Um, the Wolves have a little too much. I expect A.J. Brown to keep doing what he's doing. Um, and I think we, we expect Allen to have another nice game against Cincinnati. Um, I think the Wolves have just enough to, uh, to hold off the Weevils this week. I'm going to take the Wolves as well. And I'd be kind of remiss to not bring up A.J. Brown. He's been incredible this year. There's been a lot of talk about Tyreek Hill and even before that, Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't see why this guy's not getting as much love as those two players. So. Yeah. He, ever since he threw his little temper tantrum, what was it, week, week two or whatever? Yep. yep. Um, he's been over 100 every game since then. All right, next game. Maybe he was right. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, next game, Fleetwood franchise three, four, and one against a six and two Abusement Park, reeling losers of two straight. This is the battle of the hood. Um, both of them heavily involved in the Fleetwood area, and let's <laughs> got the park right now as eighteen point favorites in this one. Fleetwood franchise running out. Tua, Brian Robinson, DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase, Josh Palmer, Dallas Goddard, Jahan Dotson, and Jonathan Mingo. And then on the park side, Joe Burrow, Jalen Warren, Alexander Madison, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, and Puka Nakua. Seems like that flex two spot has been something the franchise has been chasing just about all year. Jonathan Mingo is the guy that pops up with a chance this week. Has yet to have double digits in a game. Four for 62 last week. Um, I don't I don't know what we're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know much about this guy. I haven't watched much Panthers football. But I'm curious to know if you have any thoughts or opinions on him. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of articles or people talking about how Mingo is a guy that you want to keep your eye on at least and, and and could pop as far as later in the year. Um, God, this is such a Storms lineup. Yeah, just a lot of <laughs> this, this is a Storms lineup. Um, Safe, a lot of those conservative guys are, center of the green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a lot, a lot of safe plays. Um, this guy should sell insurance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, as far as what to expect out of him, I I, I find it hard to believe that there's, there's going to be a, a ceiling here. Um, clearly a nice a nice little steady week last week. I, I, I can't expect more though than five, six catches at best and, and somewhere in the, the 50 to 60 range, maybe a little more yardage, somewhere around there. I, I still think it's a, it's a, it's clearly, it's a, it's a feeling, feeling offense right now. <laughs> feeling and Chuba Hubbard. That, that's, that's what you're rolling with there. So, um, but we'll see. Indy's a good matchup. So, um, definitely like the opportunity that could be out there for Mingo. This week. Uh, over on the park side. Jalen Warren in play tonight with 5.2 here at half. He's just... I feel like he's better than Najee Harris, but we won't talk about him tonight. Um, 
Let's do a stat line prediction for Joe Burrow in that in that Sunday night game that we've talked a little bit about already. Yeah, so a lot of question marks. First few weeks of the year, first four weeks, uh, Burrow was was not good. Um, puts up a really nice game at Arizona. Just a blah game against Seattle, and obviously the the huge game last week against San Fran. Um, I like there to be some points in this one. Um, I think you touched on it earlier. I, I I really think this one's played in the in the high twenties. Somewhere in the mid to high 20s for both teams. 27-24 finish, somewhere around there. Um, so I, th- I think there's there's plenty of room for Burrow to have a good game. Let's go with <coughs> 275, two tutters. Probably throws a pick. So whatever that is. All right. I guess, I guess you got to add a little bit of rushing yards in there, but that's what, 11... 17, 23, 20 on the passing side. Yeah. Um, I was going to say about the same thing. Uh, I think 275, 2 and 1, and probably 20 yards rushing. So um, I'm locked that in if we're both on the same, uh, the same path there for Burrow. <laughs> Who do we have winning this matchup? Yeah, so this one. For me, how big is the the two a game going to be in Germany against a pretty good KC defense? Um, I think this one has a good chance to be to close. Um, Park really reeling after. What, what are the Rams going to do? That's what I want to know. After getting blown out last week, was that just a blip? Um, obviously, they're they're heavy on on the Rams um, with Cup and Nakua. Gotta still like both of those guys though. Um, I think that they're just a little too talented. I, I, I still like the park here. I haven't seen uh, much on if Stafford's going to play this week. That would be a big one because if he doesn't play, it's Brett Rippon. Yuck. Um, and that could be a big difference maker, but I agree. I think there's too much on the park side. I'll take them to bounce back this week. All right, next game, three and five, Nevermore against five and three, Team Ice Cream. Nevermore, 20 point favorites in this one. Had the luxury of running into Mr. Team Ice Cream last night. He was throwing some BP for my boys at Evolution. Um, Got to talking about the trade deadline a little bit. He's like, I should sell. My team's terrible. But. I don't know if Justin if Justin Jefferson comes back, my team's good again, so I'm not going to sell, and I'm five and three, so um, it's amazing how much having Jefferson on that team or away from that team and James Conner to an extent has really changed the outlook of it. So let's start off on Nevermore: Lamar Jackson, James Cook, Raheem Mostert, Stephon Diggs, Michael Pittman Jr., Dalton Schultz. Aaron Jones and Kareem Hunt. Uh, we'll talk about Aaron Jones. Been obviously disappointing. Uh, running back 45 on the season. Had a great week one where he had two touchdowns against the Bears. And in the three games he's played, other than that, it's been bad. Um, and I don't really see a reason to believe that it's going to get better. 
nobody knows Aaron Jones better than you in this league. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he was a keeper of mine for forever, it seemed like, um, last three or four seasons. Um, had to cut ties this year, just kind of saw the, the writing on the wall. Um, Rodgers gone, question marks at the quarterback spot. How good was this offense really going to be already? Splitting work with Dylan the last year and a half or whatever it was. Um, seemed like Dylan was carving out a role a little bit more, a little bit bigger every every step of the way. Um, just seems like the kind of we're seeing the end of a, a pretty nice career here um, from Aaron Jones. Um, happens pretty quickly in the running back land. And that's kind of what we're seeing here. I, I don't know if we're <coughs> ever going to see him. There, there could be some flashes maybe rest of this year, but I, I don't know that we're ever going to see him really be a fantasy relevant running back um, after this year. I agree. Can't say it any better than you did. Um, just another comment, Nevermore 3-5 and five deciding not to sell. Um, even though tough loss last week, they came into that week hot, lost to the flock, but I think it's the right move. I mean, he's got Jameer Gibbs and Calvin Ridley on his bench this week, and he's still projected for 108, so still a pretty good team. Yeah, this is this is a good team as well. I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm up two games in my division, but I'm pretty sure that right now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm the third best team in my division. Um, at this moment in time, um, I think Nevermore and the Mad Dog, Bad Dogs are are both uh, really good teams. I, I I certainly don't want to play them um, with with the way their lineups look right now. Um, <coughs> gotta like obviously what Gibbs has done lately. Um, Kareem Hunt, I feel like is is a nice flex play, um, and then obviously the top of their lineup as long as Mostert's healthy, that's a big question mark. Um, with Lamar, Mostert, Cook has been pretty pretty serviceable. Um, it's a pretty good top of the lineup and throw digs in there. So, Yep, definitely a good team and one that I agree. Not one you want to run into here down the stretch when every week really matters with how bottled up um, everything is right now. Over on the ice cream side, jeez, uh, um... Let's talk about Bijan Robinson. It's been a little while, I think, since we talked about him. Um, 12.2 last week, only 11 carries. The workload hasn't been what I think we thought it would be for a running back taken in the first round. Usually you take a running back in the first round and you're going to feed him 20 carries a game. He hasn't even had 20 carries yet in a game. He's had 20 touches if you factor in the receiving. But definitely seems to be... uh, just they're being a little hesitant with him. Um, benefit, I believe, is that Taylor Heineke is getting the start this week for the Falcons. I got to think that's going to open some things up. Who knows what you get out of Minnesota with Cousins uh, going down. Maybe they kind of pack it in here, knowing that their quarterback and leader's out. Um, what are your expectations for B. John Robinson this week? Yeah, did we ever figure out what the, the blip was last week with the, the one carry for three yards? Was he hurt? Was What was that? He just said he wasn't feeling well. Okay. Because, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, he's, he's put up steady numbers. Um, like you said, though, 
only more than 15 carries once this year, um, which is definitely surprising. You would definitely expect if you draft a running back that high, this guy's going to touch the ball, like you said, 20 times a game. Um, hasn't really happened yet. Um, been a little, little south of that, more closer to the 15 range. Um, I mean, he's been pretty good, though, when he, when he does get the ball. <laughs> um, there's definitely been – he's been double digits every week except for the blip last week and, and then the week against Detroit. So been pretty good. Um, hasn't been a whole lot of ground touchdowns. Been three total, two through the air. I mean, he's a rookie running back. He, he's been okay, but hasn't blown blown the doors off like we, I think, most people were expecting. Yeah, I think everyone was expecting a, a Zeke, a Saquon type rookie season, yep. and it's just not been the case. So definitely a little disappointing, but still, I think a player that both of us would love to have in our lineup. So. Um, would like to see if he can finish the year strong here um, for the Falcons and for ice cream. Who do you have winning this matchup? Uh, I think I'm going to take Nevermore. Ice cream just a little, still, like you said, banged up. Jefferson, Connor out. Um, I'm going to take Nevermore here. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Just a little more on that side. All right, game of the week. Two straight weeks in a row that you're the game of the week. Um, so far, Najee Harris with 12.2 for the curtain and George Pickens with 0.7. Um, here as we started the second half in this one. Uh, curtain, 23-point favorites. That will change when you add a tight end here this weekend. Um, will it? <laughs> it'll get a little a little better for you, but it won't change a ton. Um Five and three against five, two and one. So two of the better teams in the league. We talked obviously about the improvements that Ed made to his roster. Um, and you still have that Devon Achan uh, kind of lurking on the IR as a a big could be add here towards the end of the season. So definitely a tough squad over there on the curtain as they look to get their name back on the trophy. Um, we'll start off with. T-Bag, we got Daniel Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Zach Moss, DJ Moore, George Pickens, a tight end to be named later, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen. Wide receivers really let you down last week. Uh, You're going to need a bounce back for them. But let's talk about Daniel Jones. He's quarterback 32. This should be his first week back from injury. Was not great in the games that he played um, prior to getting hurt. But he gets the hapless Raiders. Could go either way. Could be a complete quit or could be a great defensive effort for their new uh, head coach, Antonio Pierce. What leads you uh, down this Daniel Jones path this week? Yeah, I don't really know. Um, There wasn't a whole lot out there that I loved. I needed a bi-week quarterback here. I figured I was going to need someone that had the potential to just pop off in a, in a big way and felt like there there could be some points in that game. That, that was, uh, I don't know if it was the playoff run last year or what it was, but I, I just felt like, hey, maybe there's that thing where Daniel Jones decides, hey, I'm going to run for 102 tutters this week like he did at the end of the year last year. Um just thinking maybe the Raiders Raiders give up um, 
after what I saw last, what was it, Monday night, they were just getting run all over. So uh, maybe Daniel Jones could get a piece of that. Figured I'm going to need something huge to have a chance to stay close in this one. So that's where I went. I like it. Um, obviously, huge risk in that because Daniel Jones is not great, but there is some fantasy value there with his legs. I just, the weapons offensively, other than Saquon, are just pathetic. That's the part that's a little scary, but Raiders also pathetic, so it might work out. Um, and like you said, there's not a lot out there on the waiver wire, so um, I like the, the high risk, high reward move there because. I think you're going to need some points to uh, stay in this one this week. Mm-hmm. Over on the curtain side, Justin Herbert, Najee Harris, Amari Demarcado, R- Rashi Rice, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, and Saquon. Got to avoid the big Saquon Barkley game against the Raiders that we just kind of talked about. Um, as predicted on this podcast, this isn't our, our topic for the team, but... We doubt Justin Herbert, and he goes 31 for 40 for 298 and three scores last week. So, um, <laughs> you know, just that hard-hitting analysis. You are lucky that you catch Ed on a non-Christian McCaffrey week. So thanks to the schedule maker for that one. Um, let's talk about Amari Demarcado. Um been okay last two weeks, 13 for 58, 4 for 17 on the air, 20 for 78 last week um, in a losing effort. Still got 20 carries. They get Cleveland this week. It's not a great matchup, but as you mentioned earlier, if anyone's going to get 20 carries, they need to be started. What are your thoughts on Amari Demarcado? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are he needs... Um, Kyler Murray to probably be his quarterback. Um, I'm not sure that Clayton Toon being the quarterback against one of the best defenses in the league on the road um, is going to do much as far as him being able to be productive this week. So I I can't imagine that that he's going to have a a great week this week against Cleveland. Um, I, I feel like they could be really, really loading the box there, licking their chops. Yeah, especially after a pretty bad loss last week against Seattle that kind of blew that one. So, Browns still in the playoff hunt. Could be uh, chomping at the bit against a, a bad Arizona offense this week. Um, so, I'm not expecting a ton from Demarcado. I think his 10.1 projection might be a little high. Um, all right. Got to pick a winner in the game of the week. Looking looking okay for you. I mean, he hasn't gotten a ton out of Najee, but you need George Pickens to really pick it up. This is the week to catch Ed, like we said. You have a chance, but you're going to need some things to go your way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, looking at ahead, when I was looking at the schedule earlier in the year, I mean, I was like, man, I, I miss Ed on the McCaffrey week, which is huge. Uh, then he goes out and buys everyone in the league um, and just makes it kind of obsolete. And also catches me on a good week where three of my better players are also out. So kind of cancels out there. Um, and I don't know what you're talking about, but Najee's having his best week of the year. He's no, been I terrible, know. and all of a sudden this week he's good. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, 14s is high. He's already at 13. So, um, I needed to win that battle tonight with Pickens and Harris, and Pickens is just out there running. Um, so, this one, T-Bag's on a slide right now. We need to we need to recover. We need to get a little bit of a break somewhere in the, in the league where maybe Zach Moss gets back to being the RB1 in Indy, something like that. Um, my team's still all right, but... It, just on a little slide right now. I got got to like the curtain here pretty 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 heftily. I'm gonna pull out my first not so fast, my friend. Devontae Adams is gonna have a huge huge game this week. Um, <laughs> I'll take Teabag in a tight one. So I like your odds. I think you can. I'd like to off. see. <clears throat> are you saying that's because of the? Um, the McDaniel's firing, like it's gonna. Yes. Okay, because I mean, clearly things have. I, I I hope for my sake. I mean, you count on Devonte Adams being a wide receiver one when you draft him. The last four weeks have been absolutely miserable. Um. But of any prayer, he has to be the real Devonte Adams, and it, it's been ugly the last few weeks. It's also because I think they're playing a better quarterback this week with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, there were two throws in that game on Monday night that he could have had a 60-yard and a 90-yard touchdown. Yeah, that's correct. Um, Missed him up the left sideline. So, and Pickens just caught a touchdown. So, nice. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Back in it. So, I think you pull it off. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tough, but I like teabagging this one. I will say one of the good things that I – I'd like to see that Herbert against the Jets defense. That, that should hold, slow him down a little bit. Um, like we said, I need the Daniel Jones big game. Um, and then I, I can't really have uh, Ed's bottom tier guys like Rasheed Rice and Demarcado um, do anything against me. I'm so sorry, George Pickens left foot just out of bounds. So. Yep. <laughs> um. That's a tough break. Still like you, though, bud. Still think you got a chance. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Dad? No, I guess uh, this uh, Thursday night, Derek Henry, color rush, Steelers, was just too much for uh, the Seawolves to join us tonight. He, uh, he had to take care of some business in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Shale has needs. Um, <laughs> so... Next week, though, he's not missing next week. Panthers, Bears, Thursday night. That's Oof. that's a Phil Bruce Thursday night. DJ Moore, Justin Fields. Oh man, that's everything. Everything Phil wants in a Thursday night game. So, calling it ne- <laughs> next week's a Fields game. All right. Nice. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will chat with you next week when we break down. Gosh, it's going to be week 10 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League next week.